Happy Monday, everybody, and happy Independence Day here in the United States of America. It's the 4th of July, and we are glad you are here with us. Scott joins me today for a special show. We talk about what we love to talk about when we get together, and especially when we're together on a holiday like the 4th of July. We're talking Walt Disney World, and we're talking sports. We're talking about memories we have from our Walt Disney World trips where sports intersected with our vacations. For example... Scott gives some uh, stories from when he was down at the Grand Floridian when the NBA was staying there at the same time and he interacted or tried to interact with some of the players that were inside the bubble there, especially at the uh, the NBA barbershop at the Grand. That was kind of fun. We also talk about spring training and when the Braves used to be at Walt Disney World. Times like when Mike sailed with Stuart Scott on the Disney Magic and the fun he had singing karaoke in the clubs. World Cup events on the Disney Cruise Line ships over at the Odyssey at Epcot and at ESPN Club on the Boardwalk. This and much more coming your way on today's show. Don't forget today's podcast is brought to you by the Magic for Less Travel. Check out all the great services they offer you for your next Walt Disney World, Disneyland, Disney Cruise Line, or Adventures by Disney trip. The agents are standing by right now to help you out. Check them out today over at the Magic for Less. Please also use our Amazon affiliate link when you shop online. That one extra click really does help us out. It's BeOurGuestPodcast.com slash Amazon. And a sincere thank you to the patrons of the Be Our Guest Podcast. You make all this podcasting possible, and I just want to say thank you for that. If you'd like to join us, please come on over. Patreon.com slash Be Our Guest Podcast. Ready to take a trip to the world? You found the Be Our Guest Walt Disney World Trip Planning Podcast. This is where your memories come front and center on our podcast stage. Welcome to episode 2114 of the Be Our Guest Walt Disney World Trip Planning Podcast. I'm your host, Mike Rallman from BeOurGuestPodcast.com and one of the senior agents over at the Magic for Less Travel. Happy Monday to you and happy 4th of July. Happy Independence Day to everybody here in the United States of America. And also, I neglected to say on Friday's show, happy Canada Day to all of our friends up north. I'm a terrible, terrible podcaster. But uh, just a few days late, happy Canada Day to all of our friends up there. Hope you had a great one. And today, it's a salute to all nations, but mostly America. God, I love Sam Eagle. He is the best. So today, of course, we're recording a little bit early because you may have heard Scotty G and Mike are doing Disneyland this week. So again, follow along with hashtag BOGP at DL. Today is going to be an epic day. Today is going to be awesome. So follow along for all the insanity from Main Street USA, Fantasyland, everywhere. Frontierland, we're going to be all over Disneyland. Fireworks tonight. I believe Carnation Cafe at some point today. It is going to be awesome. So getting my buddy in today because this is what we're going to do. We hang out on 4th of July almost every year. Your friend and mine, hashtag Scotty G. What's up, Scott? Happy 4th of July. Happy Independence Day, Mike. I love it when it lands on a weekend, too, for those for us working folks that aren't retired, you know, you know, it feels good to have that extended weekend, even though there's people like you, Mike, that never stop working. Um, You're such a great travel agent and never stop working for your clients. But yeah, happy Independence Day. We've hung out a lot on 4th of July. You know, we've done Epcot so many times, but how cool is it that this year we're going to do something completely different 
I mean, come 100% completely different for you. I've been to Disneyland, but never on 4th of July. So that's going to be awesome. And not looking too far ahead in 2023, we're going to be on the wish that's for 4th right. of July. Like we're doing it. We're just hitting all areas for 4th of July. And I'm so excited. That's right. I'm so excited. I was just talking. We'll have a show next week on next Monday show. Uh, listener Jenna is going to join us. She's going to talk about her amazing Disneyland trip with her family. And her family's going to be sailing with us on the wish on that cruise a year from now. So we are going to just have so much fun. I can't wait. But you know what? So we're at Disneyland right now. So again, follow the adventures. And we were talking because today we have an all-American topic to talk about that you and I, I mean, it just comes natural. Like there's no notes. There's no nothing really to, to even think about. This is just what we talk about every time we're together. But we have breaking news right before the podcast. And we've been talking about all these great places we're going to eat. You know, Blue Bayou opened back up. We're going to be eating there the last night of our trip. Carnation Cafe. You know, we talked about Lamplight Lounge. You know, we're going to have cone food, you know, over in uh, in Cars Land. It's, it's going to be amazing. But. Churros, corn dogs, oh, like chilaquiles. Like, I mean, all we're going to do is eat. And I mean, these are all American foods for the most part. But, as you know, one of my all American places is not necessarily all american but it's americanized it's taco bell right i love me some taco bell and breaking news in the southern california market i am now going to be on the hunt for this new i don't know if you saw it on social media it is like a cheese it tostada so they've taken a cheese it and expanded i don't know if this came out of the pim kitchen or something over at adventures campus because don't they like miniaturize or expand or you know do stuff yeah. with sizes so they took a cheese it and apparently it's 16 times size the normal cheese it so it looks like a, I don't know, like a pizza crust or something, but it's it looks exactly like a cheese. And then they put all the, the tostada stuff on top of it. Look on, just Google it. That is going to be in my belly. So now I have another mission. I'm going to have to be in Southern California for like a year to eat all these things everybody told me about. Because this, it's like, Mike, they're tempting me. I got to find this. I'm on a mission. We'll see. Just added another one to the list. You know, we were talking in the pre-show. You're going to land. You're going to get your bags, you're going to get the car, and then you're going straight to Taco Bell. That's the first thing you're going to do in California. I'll be like O.J. Simpson, like in the airport, like hurdling <laughs> people to get to that Hertz rental car and just like, where are you going, brother? Are you going to are you going to Disneyland? Nope, I'm going to get the cheese at Tostada, then I'm going to Disneyland. I'm it's going to be crazy when you like, when your car is a Ford Bronco and then there's going to be like a <laughs> helicopter like patrolling. Right. Like, I didn't think right, about he's, that. He, he's ran five traffic lights. I think he's going for the Tostada. <laughs> That's right. I didn't think because I'll be at the scene of the crime. I'll be in Southern California. That's right. Yeah. They'll be like, sir, would you like the uh, the Geo Metro or would you like that nice white Ford Bronco? I'll be like, I'm not touching the Ford Bronco. Nope. Give me the Metro. <laughs> anyway, let's get on with it. So today, again, it's Independence Day, what I do here at home, and I haven't been at home for the 4th of July hardly ever over the last uh, decade or so, the last couple of years, maybe we were here, maybe it was last year. Uh, You've been here the last couple, couple of years because... You've had the epic fireworks show yes, you know, that's what at, I was at, say. in your neighborhood. Yeah, so our neighborhood, I'm not kidding, where we live, there is a fireworks stand on every corner, and some corners have three or four fireworks stands. We are the fireworks capital of Missouri in St. Charles County and probably of the United States. There's more fake uh, gunpowder where I live per capita than it has to be anywhere on the planet. Like, if there is a spark where I live... We are just, you're never going to see this podcaster again. It is insane. And then everybody around us buys an inordinate amount of fireworks. And then we chipped in last year. My brother-in-law, if you ever, if you cruised with us, you might've met him. He came over and he brought so many fireworks. And so we just, we just moved into this neighborhood. 
everybody's shooting them off and everybody's takes turn. We live in a cul-de-sac. And I mean, you would have thought it was, I don't know, Epcot. It was like the, like the tag for illuminations on New Year's Eve. It was crazy. But the houses were getting hit. I mean, yeah, that's I was, the worst. Like when a big breeze comes through uh, yeah. and knocks down a fire, and then it's aimed at a house. Right. Like, oh my God. I was getting ready to put my shield on from when I used to play hockey. Like, so at least my like top of my nose was covered. It was ridiculous. But I mean, it was all American. I mean, it was, it was, it was as hillbilly all American as you could get for Missouri, but it was fun. So this year, though, what we do is, you know, it always the, the conversation that always turns to sports. You know, we're always talking about, you think that's a dud? Should we go kick it? <laughs> you think it's going to go? Should we relight it? I'm like, no, let it be. But then we talk about sports. So today I thought, Scott and I would just get together here on the 4th of July as you're grilling your burger at home or, you know, doing what you're doing, getting ready to go down to the kind of like carousel of progress getting ready to go down to the civic center to watch your town's little display or whatever have you you know shoot off your own fireworks we're going to talk some sports in but we're going to take the angle of memories we have from our walt disney world vacations where sports intersected our trips so the first one i wanted to throw to scott because he has an epic story on this one and this is a recent story this is a recent experience and it, it, it seems like it was so long ago but it wasn't so you may or may not remember, and this one it really a remarkable time, and it's it's gone, you know, it's it's gone from our memories pretty quickly. But during COVID, Walt Disney World hosted the NBA, and they had that bubble so that they could complete the season. The season was, I believe, kind of going into the playoffs at, at the point where it got yeah. shut down, right? And then they they took over ESPN and had to house the athletes and stuff, right? Yeah, you're absolutely right. So like all this went down, obviously, like in March of 2020. So I think. So they just halted the season, tried to think about, well, how can we resume this, you know, and all that. We have about 20 games left of the regular season, and then we got the playoffs. So they did they did finesse it a little, you know, maybe they did like a, a few games to finalize what the playoffs were going to be. But basically the primary thing was we're going to host the playoffs at Walt Disney World in what they called the NBA bubble. Mm -hmm. um, as as you were talking about, yeah, there was like three resorts, right? There was Coronado Springs, like the, the, the Grand Destino Tower. Mm -hmm was a resort that they used they used um the yacht club i yep, think was another did. one yep, they used yacht yep and then where i had my biggest experience with this was at the grand floridian resort uh they they took over that but what was interesting because they wanted you know i'm a dvc member they wanted dvc members still to to use their points if possible because the resorts opened in Oh, what the DVC resorts opened in late June of 2020, I think. And then like the parks kind of opened like in July. Yeah, I think it's kind of how that worked. Yeah, right I think they opened about three weeks. I think it was about three weeks where the parks weren't open, but the resorts were for DVC. Yeah. It was really weird. It was, God, it's so it was hard. really, but you know what? It was kind of, that would have been kind of cool though, because we talk about like sometimes the parks, you know, you just feel like I, I got to go, go, go with yeah. the park. I can't enjoy the resort, but like that forces you to enjoy the resort a little bit if the parks aren't open. So anyway, we were down there. Um, we didn't stay at the Grand Floridian Resort DVC, but we went over to one of our favorite spots, as you know, Mike, the Grand Floridian Cafe. And, you know, I walked into the Grand Floridian lobby. It's completely empty, like as everything was during those first few weeks. It just kind of blew your mind. And, you know, we check in for, I think it was breakfast. We check in for breakfast at the Grand Floridian Cafe. I go outside. I'm going to get some photos of palm trees or whatever, enjoy the weather. And then I see these blue, like, tarps just like, you know, just like barricading you so that you can't walk the grounds. And then at the very top, I see this like 
MBA <laughs> barbershop. Like, because remember when they had the barbershop on right. site? Okay, so so picture this. So you're walking, if you ever walk the grounds of the Grand Floridian, what they had was they had kind of like, it was like chain link fences that, that, yes. that just all of a sudden right down the middle of the interior part of the Grand Floridian grounds. You could you could walk part of it, but then they set up a an interior perimeter where the athletes were, so that you could not violate the bubble. Yeah, and, you and know, it had like this blue tarp, so you couldn't even tarp, like, look so you couldn't through see it or anything, through, right? to make it yeah. you know to make it opaque, so you couldn't see what was going on to give them their privacy. But what you saw was like they had a they had a cubicle kind of set up outside. But what you found out was this was their barbershop. Bar- it was their barbershop, <laughs> which they ended yeah. up doing features on like ESPN. Like I didn't. <laughs> I mean, I kind of knew about the barbershop at that point, but I don't think like this is still very early on in like their bubble. So I'm like, well, I'm going to I'm going to check this out a little bit. You know, like, this is kind of interesting. I'm going to get some photos. So like, you know, I get my phone out. I'm like, got this like high angle because you can barely like see like just the tip of it because of the fence. And then all of a sudden I start hearing chatter. I'm like, oh, my God, like there's there's guys in there right now getting their cuts. <laughs> you know, like I'm. Yeah, but then like you're hearing like, you know, like I'm, I'm trying to I'm trying to pick up conversations like oh did did they did they like the Mad Hatter pool you know like what, what is it about the resort that they like you know like like oh like who scored 20 points last night like it was just kind of interesting like it was really hard to pick up like the words they were saying but you could definitely hear like like the barber barbershop conversation man like it was just a laid back environment you could tell like everyone was having a good time um, I just wish I could see it but it was like one of the coolest things like man, they are like superstars on the other side of this fence of me and I can't see them. <laughs> that was really, I mean, that was cool. And so I came down and we, Mallory and I came down and vacationed with your family for a bit too during COVID, right as the parks reopened. I believe that was like in an, in that was August, in August, like in August. early to mid August. Yeah. Kinda. yeah. Yeah. And the bubble was still going on. And I, so brief kind of thing again, kind of wrap up the NBA talk, but we were riding the monorail, I believe from like the TTC or the Polynesian over to the, over to the, to the magic kingdom. And as we passed past the grand Floridian, the girls swore they saw who was it? Cause I don't watch. It was Chris Paul, Chris Paul. I'm telling you, it was, okay, it okay, was Chris okay, Paul. Okay. Cause okay. I've researched like cause certain teams were at certain, certain resorts yeah. and he might've been on the suns then. I can't remember exactly, but, um, but yeah, his team was at the resort. I'm like, man, that was Chris Paul. Because I don't know, like I might have been messing with him a little, but they were so convinced because he was on Jesse for a couple episodes. You right. know, like, oh yeah, we seen him on Jesse. He's the guy that they washed his socks and they were like his lucky socks. Yeah. Is that the guy? Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I, I think so. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I know, like Chris Bosh was on there too, um, from like the Miami Heat. So they they had a couple like basketball players on some Jesse episodes, but but yeah, they were so convinced that it was Chris Paul. I kind of played along with them, like, oh yeah, it totally was, and. I think it might have been, to be honest, but that was kind of cool. Yeah, we just went by and boom, we could see some athletes just kind of walking around the resort. It was, was such a weird time, but it was cool because it kind of saved Disney in a way. You know, I mean, I know Disney owns ESPN and all that, but like it was, it worked out really well that the season could continue. There could still be like revenue from like viewerships of the games. And then they got to like use their resort. You got to bring in some cast members, you know, that could work the resort. So I thought it was a win win. One more thing to that, though. I remember one day I was in Galaxy's Edge during that trip because what's what's one big thing that comes to sporting events? You think about NBA, you like think about you know, big football games. Like what's something high above? How do they get aerial coverage of these events? The blimp, right? The Goodyear blimp. The Goodyear blimp. Yeah. So I'm in Galaxy's Edge and I look up and, I'm, and Elizabeth's like, look at that spacecraft. <laughs> like, is that, part of, is that part of Galaxy's Edge? And there's the Goodyear blimp, you know, just like overhead. And like it was around for the next few days. I never saw the Goodyear 
blimp like outside of like a like a big sporting event. So it was just kind of cool to be in Galaxy's Edge and like see the blimp. I See, thought it was pretty neat. I love stuff like this because this is what I just love the memories of like weird times, you know, at Walt Disney World and things, you know, that were recent history, but it seems like it's ancient history. This was just a few years ago. And so that great story there. Now, let me let me remind you of something, too, that I think that you you've been on, but it seems like it's been gone forever. Now, I never experienced it. I, I don't think you did either. But we used to have not too long ago the the racetrack out at the Magic Kingdom parking lot. So I don't know if many people will remember this, but at the in the Magic Kingdom parking lot, there used to be an actual IndyCar racetrack that they had races on. I mean, full on, you know, the open wheel race. I don't know if did they did they have like the NASCAR type cars there too? So, yeah, I, mean, I think Richard so. Petty it was like it was the Richard Petty, yeah. I believe. And like I think I don't know. They might have had like like fancy like street cars, like Ferraris and stuff. Maybe like I don't know if they actually had the NASCAR. Unfortunately, it was something I never did. Okay, so I never did it either, right? Because I'm not really like a gearhead. But I mean, I always kind of. I mean, I would have liked to have done it because it would have just been cool to just you know bust around a track that fast. I mean, who wouldn't want to right. do that? That'd be great. If it would have stuck around, I probably at this point would have done it because it would just been something different to do. I'd have probably gotten it for like Father's Day or you know, some kind of a gift, but, but you did have an experience with it though. Yeah. So the, the experience that I was going to share with that was that during marathon, the course used to run a lap around that thing. And the funny thing was, was like, so we would go into the marathon course. I want to say, so you would run into the track at about mile 10 or 11. So you were, yeah, I mean, it was, it was decent. And it was, it was after the magic kingdom. So it was about mile it was probably about mile 10, uh, eight, nine, 10, something Seven like that. Seven or eight. Yeah, yeah it was, it was, it was into, somewhere you, in were, you were into the race at least. But yeah. the funny thing is, like, it, I just remember about the track, it had a really steep pitch going in and out because you had to, like, go under the grandstands. And then, so you would go down this really steep hill, and then you would immediately go back up a really steep hill. Then you were on the infield, like, where the course was. And then you had to run around the course, and it was, of course, a banked track, which was really hard to run on. And then you'd have to do that reverse going out with that steep down, steep up. And I mean, everybody's legs were kind of like rubbery. And I mean, you would see people just out of control, like, ah, like coming in and out. And I mean, people were just biting it. And, you know, you're running like you're because you do this on those those entrance and exit ramps. Anyway, all of our property for the long yeah. race is like it's hard to run on those because they're, they're, they're banked more than you would expect. When you drive on them, you don't realize it. When you run on them, you're like, holy cow, these things are really banked. But I mean, it was kind of a, it was cool to run on that course and have an experience with it, but I'm glad it's gone. I'm glad we don't have to run that thing anymore. Yeah. Cause that was kind of a, yeah, I, I never experienced that. My first marathon was 2016 and it I think brutal. like 2014 <laughs> might've been or 2015. Well, cause your first one was 2015. They did it. Yeah, yeah. Cause I guess I only did it once and it was horrible. Yeah. I'm glad that is yeah. gone. So that was just one of the things. only thing I can relate to to that is a race that you, me and Phil did the Indy mini where we ran on the. Indianapolis yes, yes. track. Similar, and similar. It's kind of the same thing. We're like we had to go down and yes. we had to go up. Yes, yeah. We took a break though because we kissed the bricks, but uh, everyone else's like shoe prints. Like that's kind of gross. I know. Think about it now. Kissing that and there were a thousand people walking over ten thousand. Yeah. And then I couldn't hardly get back up. I was like, oh my race is over. I'm so Yeah, because that was back when you were like Mr. Low Iron. Oh, dude, like, I was so were, that was when I found out then. I was sick was that day because I was I almost died that the end of that race. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, bringing it back. So okay, that was kind Kind of a crazy uh, memory I have for sports. So what else? Let's talk. So we've talked uh, basketball and we've talked uh, racing. Yeah, I got, yeah. I got a, I got a like an NFL, like a football story. Um, 
So we know what one of the biggest events is. I don't, it's not happening now. So I think we can say the term Super Bowl. You know, I know they always try to, on radio talk, you got to say the big game. Yeah, I don't think they come after us. They're not going to come after you. Maybe, I don't know. But anyway, I've always said, Mike, like, like who doesn't watch the Super Bowl? You know what I mean? Like you get the ratings that come out, you know, it's not everybody. And I always think like, well, people could have parties, right? So like only like one TV is on. So not every household necessarily is tuned in because they're at parties or they're at bars. But like, who doesn't watch the Super Bowl? Well, there's always been like a thing of mine. So I happened to be down there. Oh, I think it was 2020. It was the year the Buccaneers won it. And it was still weird because they hosted the Super Bowl in Tampa. Like it was right, their right. year, but like, but there was still no fans. Like maybe like a few corporate people got to attend. Like it was really that. low crowds because the pandemic was still strong. But um, so I happened to be down there and like not really thinking about it. And I didn't watch the Super Bowl. <laughs> you know, it was like all these years I always said like, who's that guy that doesn't watch the Super Bowl? But like, you know, like I was. I was there, you know, like I had dinner at like Chefs de France. I will admit, I kind of watched a little bit like on my phone during dinner, you know, I mean, it's the Super Bowl, but it was kind of a cool experience just to like to be in the parks, to be at Walt Disney World while the Super Bowl was happening. Um, honestly, like I thought maybe the park volume would be a little bit less, like one would think, right? Everyone's like, you know, at Disney Springs watching the game or in their hotel rooms or whatever, but like, no, it still felt like a normal February night in Epcot, um, which was kind of cool. But the thing I went hit was the next day. So since the Super Bowl was in Tampa, normally like depends on where geographically where the Super Bowl is, though like the MVP will say, Hey, I'm going to Disneyland or yep. I'm going to Walt yep. Disney World. So since Tampa, obviously, MVP is gonna go to, to Walt Disney World and the Buccaneers won it. And no one was sure, like, are they gonna do a parade? You know, like this we're still like very early in this pandemic, what's gonna happen? But then there was a rumor that Gronkowski <laughs> was gonna be there. Do you remember this? Because you were texting me, you were texting me all day, yeah. like Gronk, Gronk. Yeah, so I purposely like booked a Magic Kingdom Park Pass just in hopes that something would happen, knowing that the Super Bowl was in Tampa or whatever. So then, like, all of a sudden, like, I see these people gathering, like, around the hub, kind of by, like, the Plaza Restaurant. I mean, just, I mean, we're, like, in a pandemic. Everyone's got their mask on, like, but, like, you're supposed to be, like, doing six feet social distancing still, like, because I'm I'm very cautious with this stuff. So I'm kind of, like, scaling back a little bit, but then, like, people started getting up on me, too, like, started huddling. But then you'd ask like 10 people and you say like, Hey, what are you here for? Like, I don't know. Like, I just saw a bunch of people here. <laughs> you ask another guy like, Hey, why are you here? I don't know. I just, I heard there might be something happening over here. I hear grunts. So then you I hear grunts enough people. ice cream. Yeah. And the theory, and what the conclusion was is like Rob Gronkowski was in the area doing like some kind of promotional like video and that, that he might come out, you know, like kind of float or whatever. So like everyone's like gathered really closely. And then a cast member comes out like, there is nothing happening here. You are wasting your time if you are standing here. <laughs> Basically, because they don't want like a huge yeah. crowd, yeah, yeah. like you know, together. Um, it ended up so we I hung around like a few more minutes and I was like, you know, let's just let's just get some lunch. <laughs> like, why are we standing here? Like, let's enjoy like our last day. It turned out though, yeah, he, he did never none not end up coming out. He did like a photo shoot behind like the like the plaza restaurant, like on a float with Mickey or something. But uh, that was just really interesting, you know. Like I, I would have loved to see that parade, um, like a Super Bowl MVP parade, but not that year because of the the pandemic. But it was kind of cool to be around that. 
Yeah, Paul, I mean, it just it, kind of the stars were misaligned that year. You know, like that would have right. been the year they would have had the most fans probably because it was a Florida-based team. And, and I yep. mean, Tom Brady, right? I mean, because exactly. and all the New Englanders are down in Florida that time of the year, too. And I mean, what love yeah. or hate him, everybody would have either wanted to cheer him or boo him. You know, can you imagine, too, like I know. All, all the bitter Patriots fans? That would have yeah. been ugly. <laughs> I will tell you, though. I think I talked about this on that podcast before, but what was interesting about that day is like, it's because there were so many like athletes that just played the Super Bowl. I'd never seen so many like security guards walking right. around, like doing like pri with, with like a private tour guide and then having Disney security with them. And these guys had their like own personal security. So you would just see like these big groups, like just walking around the resort and like they're trying to be like hiding you know like it was like oh man who's that you know <laughs> you see that's why it's cool to go to disney you know and, and you've been there many times you know sometimes it's not about the attractions and the restaurants it's about just kind of taking in the environment and knowing like what's going on in the world around you like oh a super bowl just wrapped up oh and it was closer you know i've never been down there during the daytona 500 but you know that's the big race and then people come over from that race in february yeah. over and you might see some celebrities that have been there it's just uh it's interesting. Actually, you know, there's, um, you know, just random times in the summer. We've, I forget who we saw one time. This, this isn't sports, but, well, it is sports, but it, I don't think she was there for any kind of a sporting event, but it was like some Olympic gymnast was there, like with her bachelorette party. And we just happened to be there and, like, you know, the girls knew her. I was like, oh, yeah, I didn't know her. But, uh, anyways, okay. My next story now is, is it not, it's not a world, it's Disney Cruise Line. And this is years and years ago. And it was, I was sailing on a cruise. In just happenstance, with Stuart Scott. Now Stuart R. Scott, R.I.P. Man, I uh, love that guy. R.I.P. For real, he was a legend. I loved Stuart Scott. I mean, really, he's kind of one of those like Berman and Stuart Scott, and there's a few of them that really made ESPN what it was in the early days with the commercials, with Sports Center, and gave it personality. You know, they made it different than your local sports report. And Stuart Scott, you know, cool as the other side of the pillow. Like, I mean, I still yeah. say that. Like, he was just, he, this dude was, he was just cool. Like, Stuart Scott. He had, awesome. like, awesome, cool taglines, you oh. know. He worked closely with, like, Scott Van Pelt, who's still around yes, at ESPN. Yes. And then, like, Rich Eisen was another one. He's on the NFL Network. They were, like, that primetime sports center crew, man. Just oh. loved them. I mean, you just, like, I was, every time I go to Disney, I would just buy, I wouldn't even buy Disney stuff in that era. I'd just buy ESPN stuff. Like, that's what I would <laughs> yeah. do. Like, I'd come home, and, like, it was like, yeah. where'd you get that ESPN hat? Or where'd you get the ESPN shirt? I'm like, I got that at Walt Disney World. Like, it was, it was just like, it was like, just everybody wanted it. Anyway, so I happened to be on this cruise, and Stuart Scott was on the cruise. And, you know, he was, you could totally tell who, he had a distinguished look. And so I think I've told this story a few times on the podcast, but I just got to tell it here one more time because it was epic. And so, you know, obviously ESPN owned by uh, Disney, and this was when the ships were pretty new. This was a long time ago. This was before the fantasy and the dream. This was on the magic. And so apparently, I guess he was doing some kind of promotion. And here's one of the things I don't know if people know, but the especially the magic and the wonder in their early years, they had a radio studio in the funnel. Now, did you know that they had a radio? I did not studio. know that. No, they did. In the funnels, they had radio studios, and they used to bring their their like they would bring like ESPN radio teams and other radio like Disney, and they could broadcast live from the ships. Now, of course, it's probably pretty expensive, and it's probably technically difficult. But I don't know if they were doing this on that cruise. But it, in the funnels, they used to have like a like a live radio studio. So I don't know if he was doing that or what, but he was doing obviously probably a free cruise with his with his wife. And I don't know if he had kids with him. I can't remember because he wasn't with his kids very much when I saw him. But um, the thing was, 
he was obviously doing this as like a promotional thing because he would sign autographs and you know stuff like that probably in exchange for the cruise um but the one night i remember they were doing karaoke in 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 the adult area but this karaoke and i don't i don't know if they do this anymore this again this was early this was probably like around the year like 99 2000 something like that and uh it was where if you got up to sing your karaoke song you had to take a shot at tequila first okay so Stuart liked to sing and he kept singing and he kept doing shots of tequila and he kept singing that song all for you I, who's that by third eye blind or something no not oh no. Blind, no oh it's hard to you. say what it is yeah, I, I see it you. You. yeah he just kept singing and he kept singing the same song every time and it just got funnier and funnier because everybody in the club knew like I mean even if you weren't a sports fan like he was a pop culture kind of he was like in pop culture yeah. at this point like people knew him and his wife was getting mad because, you know, like, Stuart, <laughs> she was pulling him off the stage. And, I mean, the, the club host didn't know what to do. But, like, he was just so cool because, like, the next day, I, like, I, I finally went up to him and, like, I saw him at, like, you know, so, like, it, I don't know. We we're just hanging out. Like, I can't. We we're doing something. And I told him, like, I was a teacher. And I, I said, can you sign something? Because he told me at some point or I, I knew his mom was a teacher. And I said, you know what? I'm, I'm just kind of starting off teaching. I said, you know, like, I love ESPN. My kids love sports. Could you just sign an autograph that I could hang in my classroom? Like, Stuart Scott, you know, to Mr. Rollins' class, Stuart Scott, stay in school. And he wrote, like, he did He did a big autograph on, like, I didn't have anything. He found some Disney Cruise Line stationery and wrote, uh, Stuart Scott, do what Mr. Rollins says. He's not there to be a babysitter. He's there to teach you. And something like that. And I, I yeah. laminated that thing and hung it, and it stayed in my classroom every day that I taught just a cool guy though but i mean to meet a, a legend you know like that it was just i, I still will never forget that he was a That's he was so a cool, cool. Guy. and he was so down to earth like you know yeah. you just don't think those people are going to be like that but he, yeah r.i.p stewart he was awesome that's so awesome right, so i wish i know there's something i know neither one of us would have done i got another one but just talking about tourist scott and espn maybe think about it was those hollywood studios espn the weekend events they would do like yes. in march or whatever oh dude that like so my cool. first trip was march 8th like 2011 like four days before that was at ESPN the weekend. And like, oh man, I, I just missed the timing on that because that would have been so cool. I remember like the day before like I left or whatever, a couple days before I left, like Mike and Mike were doing their show like with the Tower of Terror behind them. Like, oh, and like they had guests out there like watching, like how cool would that have been I, on site to see stuff like that? And I don't know why they went away from things like that because I just think it, you know, it's synergy obviously. And I mean, Disney was really big on that, but why would you ever go away from that? Because it gets people there. It gets people excited for that, that, you know, that, that uh, connection between two brands, sports, Disney. Yeah. I would love it. Uh, yeah. yeah. I wish we still did. Okay. Another, another one I was thinking of, and neither one of us liked this, but I had to bring it up because it's kind of recent. Um, we have listeners that like this. I know our friend Wade loved it. He was, he happened to be there because it was a run Disney week race weekend that was happening. But when, the Southsiders, those Chicago Cubs, oh, or are they the Northsiders? I don't even know. I don't no, even care because I don't the, like them. They're the Northsiders, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah I don't me. like the I don't like the South or the North. I don't like the White Sox either. <laughs> I know. The only thing I like about Chicago is Paige right now. So there. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, I like the food. And I like the food. I was like say and Giordano's lake, yeah. pizza, yeah, and some portillos. I like yeah. being there. I just don't yeah, like the sports. There's actually Let's quite a bit like, I like about Chicago. I shouldn't say yeah. that. Forget I just sports. don't like their sports. Exactly. But in 2016. Um, like the day before, like wine and dine expo, 
the Chicago Cubs, and you've told the story too, like how you were on the plane. Oh, dude, I was on the and then on the Magical Express because yep. it was like a long yep. game because it was yep. late, but it was like a rain delay game, so that made it, the game go late. Anyway, the Cubs win the World Series. Words I thought I would never say in my lifetime. Oh, I never wanted to hear that. <laughs> I, <know. laughs> I hate saying those words, but um, but then they just like abruptly announced like. Yeah, Javi Baez, like a couple other guys, like they're gonna come to the Magic Kingdom and do a parade in two days. Like, so you, this is one of those like spur of the moment things. Like, you can plan like a Super Bowl one, kind of like kind of like how I did. Like, you can have an idea it's coming, but they no one knew this was coming. They're like, oh yeah, the Cubs are gonna come down Main Street on floats, like like stars of the Cubs. And like I know Wade is in the chat. He's a Cubs fan, and he happened to be there for wine and dine. So, like, that was a great moment for him. My friend David from Grand Rapids, he was a Cubs fan who was there for Wine and Dine, so he got to see it. Like, I mean, that's pretty – outside of it being the Cubs, I'm like, that's pretty darn cool. If you just happen to be a vacation there, and one of your favorites just wins the championship and they just come to Walt Disney World unsurprisingly. I think that's kind of neat. Yeah. How's Javi Baez working out for you guys up in uh, Detroit? <laughs> <laughs> I don't like him, man. I don't like that guy. Just kidding. We don't either. I uh, know. No. no but so the, the, my connection to that exact story is – I was because this is back. This might have been the first time I flew. Okay, this this might have been that trip. I can't remember because it actually no, I, I'm it almost was positive it was. It was it was one of my yeah. very first flights where yeah. I was still scared to death to fly, but I did because I didn't want to drive. My back was too like jacked up to drive all that way anymore. You still would have been teaching then too, so you wanted to. Oh, save I time was totally teaching because this was yeah. 2016. I didn't stop teaching until yeah. 2017. So. Um, yeah, so I just remember on the flight down and it was it was storming like it was it was it was a bumpy flight. I remember that flight and there were all kinds of like people watching the game on the plane. And so I just remember like in the because we were sitting towards the very front. I still remember this. And all of a sudden I'd hear people go, oh, and I'm like, I go to Pam, I grab Pam's arm. I'm like, what? Like, are we are we going down? And it was what it was, just people reacting to the game because they were like crazy, like back and forth. It was a good game. game. Yeah. It was, I think it was game seven. Like uh, it was tied. I think it might even, Wade would know better than us, but like I think it may have gone the extras. I refused to watch it. I had a grumpy day because I, I was flying that night. I had a connection to Chicago of all places, <laughs> but my flight got canceled because of the weather delays. <laughs> so I went, I had to go back home and then fly out the next day. Like I, I, I had to eat a night of my reservation. So I refused to watch the game because I was so grumpy and there's no way I was going to watch the Cubs. No, I, I wasn't watching it. I was just trying to survive. Yeah, I know you weren't watching. Yeah. It, but I mean, people were screaming on the plane. I'm like, just, dude, no, we're not screaming on the plane. It's already like storming outside. I'm like, thinking of that, you know, like that uh, episode of Twilight Zone, like like 20, like the <laughs> yes. terror at 20,000 feet. Like there's a gremlin on the wing. Yeah, and, the know, guy on the plane. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. I'm like, I'm the only one that can know that we're in trouble. And so everybody's ah, ah, you know, I'm like just people chill. I'm on my third margarita, just trying to get through this flight. And so we land, and this game is still going on. Like we were landed on, and so I'm like, just please, Indians, don't do this to me. And so we get on Magical Express, and that's when the so we were pulling right into Coronado as the Cubs won the World Series. And I remember, oh. like, I had to I had to tell Paige, like, we now live in a in a world where the Cubs have won a World Series. Yeah. It's... Who knew? I didn't think I would ever have to live through that. I mean, it took something off Detroit a little bit because I think the last team the Cubs beat were the Tigers, like in 1905 or something ridiculous like that. Like I don't remember the year, but uh, craziness. I... No, so okay, real quick, a couple. But other it things. was kind of. But that was it cool. Was, though. That was, was pretty. No, cool it, it really. Cool. I mean, yeah. we give Cubs a hard time. It's it's a friendly rivalry. I mean, but it yeah. was it was one of those things like you just always. 
you're just like, when it happens, man, it's going to be, you just won't have that to hold over. But right? at least we're at Walt Disney World so that we yeah. weren't like, like sad the next morning. No. Like we could wake up and yeah. be like, all right, sweet. The Cubs won yesterday. All right. Yeah. New era. We're going to yeah. go have some fun. Yeah, let's there. go have you fun. Know, it was let's easy to forget yeah. about. Exactly. And well, you know, we got, now we have a friend Wade that got to have fun, you know, so yeah. it's good. Okay. So real quick, one of the other things that I've done at Walt Disney World that was pretty epic. Now I am not a soccer fan. I know we have tons of soccer fans, football fans in our audience and i've coached it like when Paige was coming up i coached her you know uh through youth soccer and so forth and i just you know i, I need more action like i loved when Paige played indoor soccer because people were getting hammered into the boards basically it was hockey but you know it was like it was indoor soccer um but i mean i appreciate the game and so there's been a couple of times where we have been either on a cruise or one time we were well a couple times we've been at walt disney world during world cup and so a couple of stories I have for that is that one time our friends, the Shine Golds, rented because Paige, my daughter, is a huge soccer fan. I mean, huge. She's a sports fan, but really big into soccer. And so we got together with them and they got so during the World Cup, they had a promotion over at ESPN Club where you could reserve a table because it was, you know, it would have been a nut house for people trying to get tables. But you could reserve a table. You just had to guarantee you're going to buy a certain amount of food. And you had to, like, put down, like, 50 bucks an hour yeah. for the table. And so we got this table and got to watch the game in the ESPN club over on the boardwalk. And it, the, the atmosphere there was just unreal. Because the thing is, you don't get this so much, like, if you're watching it, even at a sports bar back in St. Louis, because everybody's from the same place. At Walt Disney World, literally people were from all over the world. And I've never watched a soccer game like that where people were dying on, like, passes. I mean, like, a pass. Like, people, ah, oh, ah. I'm like, dude. Nobody scored yet. And we've been watching this game for 70 minutes. Like people are, it's you better so calm good, down. Though. That it atmosphere was, is so it, good. The atmosphere is good. People were, you know, doing the songs and the chants. I mean, mm -hmm. I was like, dude, sign me up. This is pretty cool. And also, I also, and probably some of our listeners did this when they turned the Odyssey into the place where you could watch the, the World Cup games. I did that a couple times. Like it was so packed. It was like one in, one out. You had to like queue up outside the Odyssey and they would let one in, one out. We watched them in there. We've talked about this, and I mean, That's we've, yeah. we've joked about this, but this is a million dollar idea to turn that sucker into a sports bar. I'm not yeah. kidding. That sports around the world, it's a million dollar idea. I mean, oh. but it was, I mean, and I've done, and also on the Disney Cruise Line, Paige and I have sat out and watched World Cup games on Funnel Vision, you know, right out where they cover up the pool, put all the chairs out on deck. And I mean, that was awesome because, again, you have an international crowd people from everywhere yeah. and people are so passionate about soccer and that's kind of the interesting thing if you're not a soccer fan it's cool to see how passionate people are because it's almost like you know like cardinal fans are kind of you know we're, we're biased i know people hate cardinal fans probably because we say we're the best fans in baseball but here's the thing like we like we breathe and live cardinal baseball and that's how people are for their national football teams or soccer teams you know like this is it i mean you know, Adam Wainwright gets a hangnail and we, we I lose sleep. You know what I mean? That's how people are about their soccer teams. And so it's really cool to see that. And, you know, soccer doesn't have 162 games, so every game is more important. So I get it. So mm -hmm. have you seen any speaking soccer down there? Speaking of cruise line, though, like that's always fun. I mean, like I remember being in like 627 just watching like a cricket game. Yeah, you know, going exactly. Down. <laughs> I'm like, like dude, I, I got to get into cricket. Like, I know, for yeah. real. I love, like, Shout it's out to Russ Reeves, man. That's the guy that's got me on the, you know, fellow lizard has got me into cricket. Um, but yeah, like you just see that's because you've talked about this many times on the podcast, you know, ESPN owns so many channels, so many variety of sport. Uh, that's why the Odyssey idea is just 
I mean, it's a gold mine waiting to happen. It's such a great idea. But like, yeah, you see that on the cruise line, you know, they they'll they'll throw like the ESPN Ocho and ESPN Five, all these like inter- ESPN International. You see all these cool games any time of day, like in the bars and stuff. And like, it's just fascinating to watch. I remember we did the fantasy baseball. That's what I was gonna say. That's one of the most line. fun yeah. things I've ever done on Disney Cruise Line. We did that. It was like a, it was a simulation. It was it was kind of like a combination between fantasy baseball and a simulation that we did in six eight seven. It's just a, a cruise activity. What it only went for like an hour or two hours, but you, yeah. you drafted and then they simulated you know statistics. It was drafted was, on like all time stats yeah. or whatever you know. So like and they just had legends up there like Pete Luke, Rose, yeah, Cal Luke, Ripken, yeah. you name them. Like it was it was awesome. God, that was so fun. Yeah, yeah that's why I love cruising though because where else can you just do that for a couple hours? And I mean it was a blast. Oh man. Yeah. I love that. So any other memories? Because we're running a little bit long, but uh, who cares? It's 4th of July. No, I mean, countless run Disney memories. We've hit upon many of those over the show. Um, you know, We've but golfed together I, many times, oh, we've and that's golfed, always a yeah. lot of fun. I mean, you're the golfer. Yeah, I remember so. when, we, when we golfed, too, when we played the Magnolia. Like, it's very cool. Like, each time you go to a hole, a little kind of – because the PGA used to play through there, through the Palm of Magnolia. It would be like – on a 1997 Ernie Els teed up on this hold and like hit this drive that like helped them lead to the championship. I'm like, man, I'm thinking like, man, Ernie Els, Tiger Woods, like they played this course. Like how awesome is that? You know, just there, when you think about it, there's sports all around Walt Disney world, there, there's the Braves too. You know, unfortunately, you know, they used to play the wide world of sports. That's, that's been gone, but that was kind of a cool thing too. You could like go through the, uh, what is it? It's not the cactus league, what is it? the grapefruit league, yeah, right? Grapefruit, is yeah, that what yeah, the, yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, so you can see teams coming through the Grapefruit League. So if you're like a Tigers fan or a Cardinals fan, you can book your Walt Disney World trip and they could have came through. Man, that that's another thing, Mike. I wish that would come back. Why can't a team just take over that spot? Right, know? right. I mean, I get that you know, it's probably not the greatest facility for a major league baseball team yeah. anymore. And they probably sacrificed a little. But how, again... But how great was that from a fan's perspective, especially for Atlanta, because that's like a great weekend trip. You know, you could go down a quick little drive, boom, see your team mm-hmm. in February and March. Oh, yeah. my gosh. And I've almost planned things around there, too, because you think about that whole complex. You do a lot of great cheer stuff with Mallory mm-hmm. squad in that general area. We obviously run Disney has a big tie to that area. But um, even Michigan State basketball has done like because you'll do like those Thanksgiving early tournaments and yep. playing those too, yeah, yeah. Like I've almost booked trips, even though like I can I can I can walk 15 minutes to the stadium <laughs> where the Spartans play, but I'll fly a thousand miles to watch them play too, like in the, in Florida if I can tie a Walt Disney trip to it, you know. So like there's cool things like that too that are always happening. There's always cool sports things is what I'm trying to say. Are happening a Walt Disney World. One of my regrets. Now, I didn't know about this, but I, I saw a listener post about this on Twitter. Is that back in the day? Now, back in the '90s, inline speed skating was huge. Okay, so and I used to do this. I used to travel around the country, and I was ranked actually as an inline speed skater. But right before I got really into it heavily, I was still in the quads. They had an inline marathon at Walt Disney World. I think one year. And I would have loved to have raced there. Now, they had a couple over at Universal because they were on ESPN. And that, that this was before ESPN was owned by Disney. And uh, actually, I don't know, you, you're younger, so you might not even remember. There was a channel called Prime Sports Network, kind of in the same era as like early ESPN. It was like a competitor. And they did okay. a lot of those. ESPN, too, at the same time, they were trying to find sports. You know, like they didn't have enough sporting content. So they would show stuff like inline skating and like cowboy you know like bull riding you know anything that like tangentially a sport you know roller hockey 
We actually had a roller hockey team based out of our skating rink that went down to, they actually went down and played. I think it actually was either at Universal or Disney. They played for, I want to say like two and a half weeks, but they recorded it. And what they did, they played a whole league in two and a half weeks. And when they, then they showed it on TV as though it was an entire season. They showed it for like two months. So they would, they would stretch it out. So when you watch it on TV, you thought they were playing for like two and a half months. But they played this whole thing in two and a half weeks because one of the guys I worked with was on one of the teams, the St. Louis Vipers. And so I was like, dude, you were only gone for like a little bit. He's like, yeah, we played the whole thing. Like, I'll tell you who won. <laughs> I was like, that's awesome. But I mean, Disney <laughs> used to, awesome. you know, re- really kind of blend sports and ESPN and all that. I, I know that the world's a little bit different now, but I, it seems like they would take more chances back then. I wish they would kind of do that with kind of up and coming you know, yeah. try try new things. It, it was it was fun back then. I mean, they did with the NBA bubble. Though. Yeah, that's I mean, true. That was, that was a, yeah, that they were the only ones that they saved the NBA season. Like they were the only ones that. And that, I know, and I talked about the NBA bubble. I think there was like an MLS team that came over too. There like, was I actually. I think that was actually. Too. I think that was right before the NBA bubble that was successful, which led to the NBA bubble happening, or you know, kind of at the same time. Yeah, I mean. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Maybe I feel like ESPN wide world of sports is underutilized, but maybe it's not because it's more for amateur sports. I know they have like huge soccer teams, softball tournaments. I mean, maybe I'm just not seeing it. I don't get over there very often. Just cheer. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that's true. I don't get over there enough. Um, But yeah, I mean, it's, I feel like whenever I'm there for like the race expos, like I just look over like at the baseball diamonds and all that. And I know there's like in, in, gyms too that are indoors i just think like man this is actually a pretty fascinating complex where that i know they can get a lot i think they can get more use out of but maybe they are like you said i don't don't know know. i mean when we're down there for cheer they're using because i mean when we're there for cheer they're using all the stages they have you know they have in the one that, that first building you come into on the right where you buy typically the run disney merchandise like the run disney you know branded stuff yeah they'll have four different stages going on just in that building concurrently it four competitions at the same time they'll divide it up into quadrants so they do use it but yeah it's just it, it would be fun to have more like connections I, I say that though but then you know, like our cheerleading competition was aired on ESPN too. I mean, it wasn't live, but it was there a month yeah. later. So, eh, you know, maybe remember that maybe one year? I know we're going long here. It was um, I missed it by a year. It was your first marathon. They were streaming like the finish line. Like you yes. could go to like a website and stream the finish line. Like, man, I wish they would do more stuff like that. Because how cool would that be for like when I did my first marathon? If my I could like tell my mom like, hey, tune in here. Right. Like you're about to see me cross the finish line. Like a huge accomplishment. Like. I don't know why they haven't done that again, to be honest. Because it doesn't seem like that that would be a big cost, you know, because to stream something, you're not like, you know, putting it Just put a webcam up there and you run the internet. I mean, that's, yeah. Yeah, Seriously. Come on. And and get more people to do it. You could like advertise it. Like, like, I'm not saying like put it on one of your ESPN channels, but that'd be kind of cool too. Like, oh man, look at us, Mike. We're on ESPN. You and I were on a promotional video once in the resorts though. Yeah, we were. Yeah, we were. That was awesome. Those are two seconds of fame. Anyway, that's going to do it for our 4th of July show. A little Disney, a little sports, a little fun talk. And uh, we got to get over and, uh, you know, have some fun here at Disneyland. Yeah. So yeah, thanks. Let's, let's go to Disneyland. Let's, let's hang out at Disneyland. Let's go to Carnation Cafe and get something to eat. So thanks for hanging with us. We hope you have a wonderful, wonderful, and safe Independence Day, 4th of July. So uh, we appreciate you very much. And especially shout out to all those who have served. We appreciate you because you are the folks who defend our country and make our country great. So thank you again for your service. 
All right, we're going to get out of here. Don't forget, our show is always brought to you by The Magic for Less Travel. Check them out over at themagicforless.com. Please also use our Amazon affiliate link when you shop online. It's uh, beourguestpodcast.com slash Amazon. And thank you to the patrons of the show. We could not do this without you. If you'd like to join us and get that bonus show called Mike in the Midwest, come on over to patreon.com slash beourguestpodcast. Give Scott a follow on the social media. He's at epscott, E-P-S-C-O-T. I'm at Be Our Guest Mike. Give us both a follow on Instagram and Twitter. And, of course, the hashtag for all the fun this week is hashtag B-O-G-P-A-T-D-L. B-O-G-P-A-T-D-L. And we'll be posting all the videos and going live and photos and everything right there. All right, we're going to get out of here. And uh, we're not lighting any fireworks ourselves. We're going to see what Disney has in store for us this evening. So check out the socials for what we have in store there. So for Scott, I'm Mike, wishing you a happy Independence Day. Stay safe, stay healthy, and happy birthday, America. You've been listening to the Be Our Guest Walt Disney World Trip Planning Podcast. If you have questions, comments, or would like to be a guest on the show, please visit our website at BeOurGuestPodcast.com. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you real soon. Yeah.